This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Report. Let's do the show, folks! Gum, gum, gum! And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report! Star Wars Report! Woo! Star Wars Report! The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic! Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I am your host for the podcast today. It's Riley Blanton. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, hey, also welcome back. A big uh, fuzzy, furry, uh, wookie round of applause for uh, the producer of the Pine Program, Mr. Bruce Gibson. That's right. I am not your host for this episode. Mm. Hey, you know that Mm. beginning, that theme stuff that's going on, and you hear that guy, that part that goes, that's Star Wars Report. That's you, right? That's me. Just so Mm. anybody knows, like, when I edited that, I put Mark and you in, but I am in there. Hang on right here. Listen, listen to this. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. (laughs) That's me. It's the Star Wars Report. (laughs) <laughs> it's the Star Wars. Well you should do the played. show as high-pitched you. Hey, everybody, it's the Star Wars Report. It's my Jocasta New imitation. <laughs> the Star Wars Report. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, the other uh, voice you hear laughing, uh, giggling away in the corner there is Mr. Mark Hurlman. What is happening? <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? It's going good over here. It's a little cold, brisk. Mm. I'm wearing uh, shorts because it was sunny outside. Is it? Um, then is I walked it out. It's more like hot. March, uh, March, winter in uh, the old Grants Pass, Oregon. Yes, yes. And everybody's like, you're going to the lava beds next weekend. You know it's going to be like 30 below, right? Mm. I'm like, no, it's hey, not. Dude. It's going to be freezing. Just just freezing. And not 30 like, below. Mm. Come on now. Uh. Hey, on this on this week's show, we got some cool stuff coming up. We've got, uh, of course, the opening dates for Galaxy's Edge have been announced. We're gonna be talking about that with a special guest coming up in a minute, as well as uh, Fortress Vader Part Dua. We are actually gonna dig into the final moments. That'll be for the very end of the show for you guys who uh, have read Fortress Vader, the most recent volume of the Darth Vader comic that just came out. Oh, I'd say last month, month, about a month or so ago. Really good stuff. We're having a great time to set. We we had to cut it short last week because we we're getting so into it. Um, so they, I, we just we're gonna dig into it even more this week. And uh, well, a new deleted scene from the uh, prequels. Let's start right there in the news. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's do that. So, so, sir, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botham spies. You can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. So this was a piece that uh, was trending on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why I said that with such <laughs> emphasis. On Twitter. This happens on Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Things trend on Twitter. That's exactly what they do. Hey, it's... Um, this deleted scene this guy tweeted out from Revenge of the Sith, um, and he tweeted, uh, at Zilchbot, a.k.a. Anakin, 
tweeted out, just found out about this deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith, and I'm losing my GD mind. <coughs> Edited for uh, family friendliness. That, that's go Ram for uh, you, it, it, uh, <laughs> Serenity folk. <laughs> that's true. Uh, let's just take a listen, and I want to see if you gentlemen, if this strikes familiar to either of you, or is, have you, had you never heard it before this was trending. Let's take a listen right here. It's only 19 seconds. It's broken. Can you understand what he's saying? So setting the scene, we have Anakin uh, and Obi-Wan aboard the Separatist uh, frigate. I forget its name. In the beginning of Revenge of the Sith as they're going pursuing the Chancellor right outside of the elevator. I'm not yeah. a protocol droid. I'm pretty sure that beep is down. I sense Count Dooku is above us. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up. And that, yes, that's exactly what you're hearing. It's Anakin speaking droid. I think. So there it is. What? <clears throat> I didn't know he could speak different languages, well, especially droids. Yeah, remember how people lost their mind when Han Solo spoke Wookiee in, in the... Um, <laughs> Has in this been legitimized? Is it's for real? A, it's a real thing. I had never seen it before, and I saw all the deleted scenes. I where did I miss this? Maybe we didn't see all the deleted scenes. Maybe we fell asleep because there were so many. <laughs> I don't know, because I saw the deleted scenes, but it's been quite a while, and I thought, is this a deleted scene I forgot about that they somebody tweaked and put the little beep, beep, or was this something that they did on set just for fun, or is this like... A real scene they were considering putting in. Well, let's go to the trusted <laughs> source that is Movie Web. Thank uh, you. You know, everyone, everyone listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, if only they'd bring up Movie Web to clear up the air. But actually, um, but actually, Movie Web. Revenge of the Sith deleted scene of Anakin speaking droid goes viral. An old deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith where Anakin speaks droid has started to gain popularity online. Some Star Wars fans are having a hard time believing the scene is real which makes sense in an age when deleted scenes are particularly a thing of the past. Over the years, the prequels have been looked at in better light as a younger generation that grew up with those three installments being the first uh, uh, Star Wars movies that they saw. That's a fair statement. And you know what? A nice little toss to the us uh, prequel era fans. I'm feeling a little warm and fuzzy now, gentlemen. That's really nice of you. Gentlemen? Them. That's right. Well, wait, what? there's not... <laughs> Yay! That's, have, that's not I'm, my voice. Well, uh, I might have missed something. Another prequel era <laughs> fan, and uh, yes. <laughs> and of course, host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and Star Wars fandom personality extraordinaire, Teresa Delgado. How's that? How's that for an intro? That's good. Like, that's good. Sorry, I'm late. No I worries. Had to drive home. Well, I teased. Food. No, no worries at all. I teased at the beginning that we had a special guest coming on to talk the Galaxy's Edge stuff, but uh, so I can't wait to dig into your thoughts on. We officially have dates, um, but you're gonna but, dig into my thoughts. Mm, oh yeah, whose idea was it to have her on? That's here? Uh, you can blame uh, Aaron. Aaron Goins. Um. <laughs> wow, he's not even here to defend himself. Exa well, exactly. That's From Star exactly Wars why. Bookworms, that's you did promote that. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. But no, uh, Teresa, we were just talking about this Revenge of the Sith deleted scene that has been making the rounds. Um, that, I haven't seen it. So I it was it was on the Blu-ray. Uh, it was on the so it's on the yes, Blu-ray, but an not the scene oh. released on the Blu-ray of them on the Invisible Hand, uh, the okay. elevator antics. Well, uh, yeah, it's Anakin. Anakin speaks droid. I kid you not. You think I'm making this crap up? It's it's on. Well, the, obviously he does. Well, <laughs> is it? I feel like everyone in the Star Wars universe speaks droid. You they have all to understand do. One they just thing. it's not something they talk about. 
Hmm. Well, it, but reply is more like when Han no, I, I replies back to Chewie in, in Rogue Tru- or in Han One. <laughs> in, Rogue, in, in Rogue One, what you're talking about? Han's in that movie. No, no he's Solo. Talking, Solo. When, when Solo. Solo get it right, Mark. Mark, no. Yeah. Everybody, everybody understands the droid, but nobody really talks in binary back to the droid. I think All right. That's the well, weird I, part. I, listen, I just want to get Teresa out. Listen to this, Teresa. Listen to this. It's broken. Can you understand what he's saying? I'm not a protocol droid. I'm pretty sure that beep is down. I sense Count Dooku is above us. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Beep is up. <laughs> that's, 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 it's an actual thing. It's Hayden Christensen. That's a deleted scene for a reason. No one needed that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and I Amen. love, I love prequel stuff, but no one needed that. That's, you know what? And that's the final word we're, we're having on that. Hey, episode nine <laughs> footage. Because um, I don't disagree with you, Teresa, at all. Um, episode nine footage. There were. Um, this is according to uh, our friends over at Jedi News. Is this spoilers? Uh, are, are are there spoilers? Wait, are there real spoilers? Mm, yes. How bad are the spoilers? Okay, hang- so you know I'm a spoiler-free person. Right. So la 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 la. Hang on, hang on. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody ready? No. We'll push this to the end. We'll do this when we do the Fortress Vader stuff on the back half of the show. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I, I got you. you know I got you, Teresa. I don't. I don't read anything. I don't look at anything. I don't. I live you. in a bubble of nothing. Well, and soon you can live in a bubble of the uh, Disney parks because Galaxy's Edge is a thing. It's a thing. That's soon, happening. if by soon you mean 2025, when I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they have announced the official dates for uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at both Disneyland and Disney World. It's official. The galaxy is closer than you think. Galaxy's Edge, opening May 31st at Disneyland Resort and August 29th at Walt Disney World Resort. In phases, in f- with advanced reservations. Par- partially, partially this opening only. Partially ever. opening only if you that can get a reservation. It's a world of a world of not going to that main ride you wanted to go. Opening August 29th. A world of staying in line. In a world for 12 of twelve hours, where reservations are required and not guaranteeing a spot. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that sounds like any planet, you know. I mean, Han and <laughs> Han barely picked up Luke and Obi Wan. He's like looking at him like he looked a little shady, old man, mm. a little teenager. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> They're calling ahead, it Riley, because because we're gonna dig into your fandom when it comes to this. Oh boy! All right, yeah, <laughs> don't you dare! If I, and that's why yes. Aaron brought Teresa. She's uh, nice. Oh gosh! Good job. That Help. was great. Help. Thank you for that. Um, bravo, sir. Because all right, so May thirty first is at Disneyland. Of course, August 29th at Hollywood Studios. Now, um, I'm going straight to the blog here, but they're basically opening it in what they're calling phases. Phase two is later this year, but for phase one opening, it's basically like a soft opening. It's basically, let's not get the crowds too absurd, and also, 
hey, there's an entire series of summer months where people are out of school and can go to this thing and make we can make money. Let's let let's go now. But somewhere in a boardroom meeting, someone's like Bob Iger looked at like a list of figures of how much money they would make if they opened it two months sooner and had the whole summer, and was like, bah, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, so yes, all right. So straight from the uh, uh, Disney Parks blog, uh, debuting here is the quote: "Early because of high guest interest in experiencing this new immersive land. On opening day for Phase One, you'll be able to live your Star Wars story somewhere." Scott Rifen is crying. Your own Star Wars story, and uh, take the controls of the most famous ship aboard the, aboard the Millennium Falcon for Smuggler's Run. Yay! Sample amazing galactic food and beverages. Yay! Explore an intriguing collection of merchant shops and more. Yay! And for phase two... Boo. <laughs> uh, later this year is Rise of the Resistance. Uh, quote, the most ambitious, immersive, advanced attraction ever built. And we'll put guests in the middle of a climactic battle. It's hard to read cop- Disney copy. Like, it's, it's, it sounds better if they're saying it at a, like, a D23 keynote. I feel like I'm Steve Jobs here. Uh, this doing from the thing. Parks blog? Yeah, this is from the Parks blog. Uh, Disney made the decision to open the land in phases to allow guests to sooner enjoy the one-of-a-kind experiences that Galaxy's Edge... That You know, that's a very nice way of putting it. But, like, uh, so are, are we surprised? I was surprised. Teresa, were you surprised? That what? That they that opened early. early? Yeah. Uh, Disneyland, no. Disney World, yes. Only because I feel like they're opening it way early. Early would be fine, but I I don't know. In my head, I was thinking, you know, maybe like October, yeah, September, not August. And I immediately went and checked the date. I mean, I in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't close, but I checked the date and the dates when I'm going to be there this summer. Yeah. And then went, oh, thank God, we're there before. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can breathe now. Yeah. So so you're going to world this summer, right? But not land. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because they're doing this weird thing. And it's, it's um, again, back to the blog. If you're planning to visit Disneyland, of course, the first one that opens between May 31st and June 23, you have a valid... June 23. Uh, th- June 23. <laughs> June, June 23. Uh, you will need a valid theme park admission and will be required to make a no-cost reservation... Subject to availability. Uh, to access Galaxy's Edge. Uh, information on how the reservation will be available will be... Uh, <coughs> I can read. Will be made available uh, is at a later date at Disneyland.com and the Disney Parks blog. Uh, guests staying at one of the three Disneyland Resort hotels... <coughs> let me rephrase that. Guests spending a butt-ton of money at the Disneyland Resort hotels <laughs> during these dates will receive designated reservation to access Galaxy's Edge... During their stay, one reservation per guest, valid theme park admission required. Um, I just hope that they make it like in universe. Like you get a pass and you got to go up there and they'll like let you in. Like you got to go through secret door kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and and I what they're doing here is actually really smart because Disneyland is just so much smaller and more crowded because there's only two parks. Um, what they're doing here is going to defray is actually going to defray the crowds which is actually the thing that made me most excited about trying to get there in the first few weeks of it opening. Still working on the details. I don't, we don't have an exact date locked in, 
But uh, trying to get out there in the first few weeks, we're not going to be able to go opening weekend, which was kind of my long-term dream, but it doesn't work out with my training dates. Uh, hashtag Air Force life. But, um, right. but, and that's when I'm going. And that's for sure. Sure. It is. Lane. No, sure. <laughs> no, you know what, though, Riley? I don't really think this is going to defray any kind of crowds, honestly. I really don't. But why because would they do it then? They're. It's, no, uh, because they're limiting it. This? They're literally limiting well, it based on the reservations. They? But are they? Because they do this kind of thing all the time where there's reservations and stuff, and you think there's not going to be a ton of people. Yeah. And then there's and, way more people than you thought were going to be there. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I their primary concern is going to be people that are staying at their resorts first mm, yeah, and then the reservations. But they're going to open reservations and then it's going to sell out. And yeah. then they're going to open a few more and then it's going to sell out. And then it's going to be overcrowded, you know. And then there's going to be the people who don't know about the reservations. And so they're going to have to come up with a plan for that. And there's probably still going to be a line. Like, I... You're still going to be packed in like a sardine. Yeah. Like you, well, yeah. No matter what. Hey, Doesn't but at matter. least you'll get to be in the park, unlike going to celebration. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that might that might stop some people that were planning on traveling there just to do it on the opening week and stuff. Because now they're like, well, now what if I don't get the reservation? Maybe I should wait. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's well, and so the thing is, is that they're doing that for Disneyland for those first few weeks, uh, but they're not doing that at Disney World. When it's open, it opens and it's opened. Uh, which makes yeah. me think world's going to be a lot worse in those first few weeks. Oh, world's going to be terrible. <laughs> See, like, and I'm just, I'm not going to sugarcoat it with this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be bad, period, the end. Yeah. And, and if I was somebody that was not a big Star Wars fan, I wouldn't even go to Hollywood Studios during my, during my trip mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like, there's... It's going to be a cluster F for the entire time. Like, so I don't know. That's part of the reason I want to wait. And I would rather wait, especially if you're going to World. If you only go Mm. maybe once a year, why would you go for phase one and miss half of it and miss the most innovative ride ever. I love having somebody that has good reason that can talk through this logically. Thank you, Teresa. Yes. Like I would rather go later on when I can experience the whole park where there's more room where I can do both rides, you know, rather than just doing half. What's what's happened Mm -hmm. to us? We've right. literally changed roles. I'm the one who's really <laughs> hyped about going to the Disney park to do the special thing, and you're like the voice of reason. Oh, I'm hyped about going to the <laughs> Disney park. I'm going to be there over the summer. I'm super excited about doing Mickey and Minnie's birthday party, mm-hmm. their celebration party. I'm super pumped about going to the Pixar's Toy Story Land and mm. doing like one of the events in the morning to be able to ride Slinky Dog over and over and over. <laughs> I am, and there are a bunch of other new stuff that's out yeah. since the last time I was there, but I want to be able to get an actual experience when I go to Galaxy's Edge, and I don't feel like being crammed in there, and then... You don't it, want that experience. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody does. <laughs> um, I want to be able to actually enjoy it. And mm. I'm afraid that I won't be able to because there will be so many people mm. that I wouldn't be able to truly, truly enjoy it and truly be able to get the experience like they're talking about, you know, where mm. 
what you do on the Falcon impacts, you know, everything and the, you know, your experience on the rise of the resistance ride and whatever follows you around on your magic band. Like I want to be able to do that without it being crazy, you know, Mm. does that make sense? Seeing all the obvious clue spots because there's a line backing off of them. Mm. Well, you know, and you're going to have to go through the lines to get the full experience. You can't just fast pass it, which there won't be any fast passes. Uh, but yeah. you have to go through the lines because the lines are going to tell part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to go through the lines, which I'm fine with. I don't mind that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And actually, and they, they seem to have done a much, and well, Disney with a lot of their more recent attractions has done a really good job of making the line experience interactive and interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and so, I, and that's definitely something they focused on to make that, you know, you know, possibly hour, multi-hour wait, depending on the, the day. Um, I heard a rumor oh. that they might actually do time limitations, like uh, limited passes in the park. I don't know. Oh. They 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 can't really do that and enforce it. They don't have enough enough people for that. You know, they that's what they I was thinking. About, Empire man. They talked <laughs> about doing that with Avatar Land, and that never happened. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I could see that. I, yeah, I don't as a theme park limiting the amount of time someone can experience an area that'd be like telling me that I can go to universal, but I can only go to wizarding world of Harry Potter for two hours. And I'd be like, no, screw you <laughs> not going. Cause yeah. I don't want to go to the rest of your stinky park. Yeah. I just, I just want to go and spend my whole day in the wizarding world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think they can do that. Yeah. Well, uh, I will gladly report back to everybody. I will be the guinea pig. Uh, yeah, I am yeah. embracing, embracing the real. crowds in a gleeful, plucky, naive excitement to rush off to Galaxy's Edge with all my Disney slash Star Wars slash military buddies. Because you're planning in June yes. to hit Disneyland. Yeah. Yes, and we haven't nailed down the exact weekend. It's looking like the 15th, maybe the 8th, more like the 15th. But yeah, we're 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 shooting for it, and it, I mean it's been in the works for for a long time. It's like it's always something I knew I wanted to do. Is like uh, opening weekend was was going to be ideal, but like soon after it opens, it, as close as I can, just because it's just one of those things that I'm very much looking forward to. Because it's, I guess, really in the world of Star Wars right now, it's the thing that has most captured my imagination and interest as a fan. It, uh, more than Episode Nine or the movies. Uh, certainly more than any of the TV or books or anything right now. The the experience at Galaxy's Edge, um, I've definitely. I mean, I've I've just I've bought it hook line and sinker. I'm I am a shameless shameless Disney um, fiend, and 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 like they I will take all of the Kool Aid that they will serve me. <laughs> um, wow. But uh, who, but who I'm also got going you into Disney. I know, right? Some crazy person. Um, mm. <laughs> well, and mm. so, and I'm going to. Uh, I don't meet characters. That's stupid. <laughs> that's Let's go dumb. meet Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You <laughs> smash cut. Uh, I'm also going to go in October to World because of the Food and Wine Festival and the the Wine and Dine half. So that'll be the other. Those are the two times this year that I have Disney plans currently. Um, so that'll be fun. And, and I'm, I'm as planning much, as much as I love Disney Riley and I love going to the parks, you know, that one day you'll have to grow up a little bit and you can't just go all the time. Uh, <laughs> what is happening? Who is talking right now? <laughs> You're talking I can to lit- a person who unfortunately has had a reality check. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's fair. It's a very sad reality check, but it happens. Well, you all have fun 
at, at Celebration. Uh, this will be. This is my one thing. It's my one Star Wars thing this summer. Damn it! No, you'll have fun. You'll enjoy it. Not as much fun as we're gonna have. All hanging out together, talking. You know, interviewing people, getting to hang out with all the cool people at the five hundred first party. You know, but I'll take pictures and I'll send them to you. You know. Sure. Hashtag FOMO. Both go and do more things than me. Wow, I know. Have fun. I know. I felt really bad for Mark. If, I, if there was anybody, I felt really bad for it's Mark. Like, yeah. Just take a picture of an empty of an empty arm, and yeah. then we'll Photoshop me in. Well, and I mean, hey, you can go to the Galaxy's Edge panel at Celebration. Uh, they are doing Bring Stars Galaxy's Edge to Life, a special panel discussion Saturday, April thirteenth, at Celebration Chicago. It'll be Walt Disney Imagineering Lucasfilm as they uh, share stories about what it takes to bring Star Wars to life and how visitors can live their very own Star Wars story. What is it with you Star Wars funny. stories? Well, you know, I don't know, but I, if I remember correctly, they did a Galaxy's Edge panel at the last celebration, I believe. I believe they did. And I think I fell asleep. Well, I have a feeling this one you're going to see some characters revealed now that they've I got the costumes and stuff. I, I was, like, I was so tired, and all it was was like architectural schematics and like, like preview art. <laughs> but I was like sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's, it's so true. It's so true. Also, I may, it might have been on a Sunday, which means I was definitely wiped out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and so like, uh, Teresa, I know you're going to celebration. Bruce, you're going to celebration. Do you have the dates that the days you'll be there nailed down yet, Bruce? Yes. Oh, sweet, sweet. Uh, He's uh, not telling. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna be like, uh, cause I like again. I have. I'm on orders where I have to. I can't literally can't go to celebration, but. Um, they told him you can't. I know, right? Go. I know. You're not allowed to go. Yeah, you which list, but you cannot love Star Wars. But fortunately, that much. my friends are really supportive about it and are very, very encouraging about it, and 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 not I'm rubbing not, it in at all. Yeah, we're giving you a hard time right now, live on the <laughs> <That's> show. <right. laughs> yeah, I will be there from the 11th to the 15th. So mm-hmm. I'll be there the whole time. Yeah. Wow. Um, Same here. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Yes, I'll be there all of the days. So, are you? Um, are you living the dream, Bruce? Are you gonna be? What? What's the? Because I'm not really following it as much because I'm not going. But is the any indications on the line situation being better than um, the last celebration? They have not announced a single dang thing. Yep. Okay, so you're still nothing. We got nothing. Yeah. Well, because like schedule. We're What's almost a, we're a month away as of today. We don't know jack squat except what? for when our podcast panels are going to be. So if you would like to come Which and it, see. Such as? <laughs> uh, Fangirls Going Rogue is going to be on Saturday from 5 to 5.45. Nice. And nice Star spot. Wars Bookworms, Star Wars Bookworms will be on Sunday yeah. from 6 to 6.45. And I'm actually really glad we are when we are. Mm-hmm. Super like one of the last panels of the day. And on a Sunday, which means the books panel has got to have happened by then. Yeah, hopefully. We'll actually have something to talk about. Nice. Was that was that not the case in the last in the last one? Some it doesn't always happen that way. Uh, yeah. And also, for example, at the last Star Wars celebration in Orlando, Fangirls Going Rogue was booked at the same time as the women in Star Wars panel. Mm. Oh no! Which makes zero sense. So. Hmm. Yeah, we're just like fingers crossed that's there not were, happening again. So we don't. We'll, we there don't were know. a lot of we'll things see. that made zero sense about the last celebration. <laughs> well, yes, that's that's there true. Is, 
There's something else that you know right now, though, that it's a month out. You know what the weather forecast will be. <laughs> uh, cold, rainy Chicago. Yeah. That toddling town. Well, I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the venue is supposed to be better. So hopefully they won't have the sea of homeless looking Star Wars fans smelling up uh, like a concrete floor. <laughs> well, the McCormick place is pretty nice and pretty big. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just have to see. But I have a sneaky feeling that the podcast panel room is not going to be close to anything. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. That sucks. That's not, yeah, that's no fun. They're them techie geeks. Put them way out in the corner. It's going to be so exciting. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I think we're going to, we'll have a good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, but, no, I'm, I will actually, so we're going to be doing, and I guess this is a good time to announce it as any, since I am uh, uh, locked in Texas for, for the duration, I will be like following along the live streams and stuff like that, and we'll be doing uh, daily podcast recaps uh, remote. So, um, Did you get permission from your girlfriend to do that? Uh, nope. No, are you kidding? No, so she's like, she's the co-host. She's co-hosting. Oh, good. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh yeah, no. She actually literally planned a girls' trip that weekend. <laughs> she knows me so well. Smart girl. <laughs> yeah, actual, actual, true story. Um, yeah. So we've got. Um, I'll, yeah, we'll be doing those daily shows, and uh, and Bruce, I'll be calling you and bugging you about what's happening live on location, and we'll be reacting to uh, all the breaking news. Of course, the episode nine trailer is the big thing that we're looking looking at for celebration. And it'll is be, it? Yeah. I think so. You know what I think is going to happen? I think they're going to be like, you know, we're scared of you people and us telling you stuff in person, so we're just not going to show you any episode nine stuff. Enjoy. What <laughs> really? What made like? What makes I'm you just say? Kidding, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, I can, you know, after all the all the backlash, they'll just be like, let's just quietly scoot this movie out. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and let's have Ryan Johnson introduce it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Because like, uh, can you imagine Ryan Johnson at a Star Wars celebration? Like, say he does this trilogy, and he, they're going to host a panel on it, and he's on it. Like, what does that I look would, like? I would, I would stink and love it. I would too. I mean, yeah, I but what would happen? Right? What I happens him, when I want him to? I want him to screw with all the Star Wars fans. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, it, but like, what happens when he does like a? I, I mean, I'm just imagining my mind what it looks like, and like Ryan Johnson um, is in a giant room full of Star Wars fans, and then people boo. Like that that's the thing that would you know happen. What he's he'll gonna bow. say to them. He'll be he's like, Thank you. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. So he'll bow and then he'll say, For all you haters out there, forget the past. Just forget <laughs> it. Forget <laughs> the last the past. Just throw it just throw it off of the island. Yeah. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. yeah. Well I mean, but here's the thing, like I've met Ryan Johnson in person and he is so incredibly nice, so I don't care. Why isn't like, he whatever. nice on Twitter then? <laughs> He is. Because it's because it's social media. I know it sucks. It's really bad. It's so bad. And why is anybody even on Twitter anymore? Anyway, it's like a cesspool. It is. You want something fun? You want something fun? Go to Instagram. I've been s- preach it, girl. I've been saying this for the weeks. Pictures of the months. kitties and the puppies. Yeah. I can't. Someone hijacked our account. At- so make a new one. <laughs> yeah. At ice cold penguin. Uh, follow Teresa. She's I always up to fun things. I provide quality entertainment. Yep, and live streams. Teresa live live streams. does Instagram lives. I don't even do Instagram lives. Um, 
lives. I do. Live. I don't really talk about anything. I just go live and I'm bored and I'm like, so what's up, guys? How's it going? What's up? Yeah. No, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Twitter's become. I'd, I'd be really interested to see like what percentage of Star Wars fandom is really disenfranchised. Like if if like Ryan Johnson can go to a Star Wars celebration and not be booed. Uh, I really not. don't think he would be. Yeah. See, but that's yeah. the thing. You get to a celebration and the energy comes in and everybody's like, Star Wars! Yeah. yeah. That is true. It is a very different. And nobody, it's, it's not the same it's, and, and, I'm not Ryan Johnson's biggest fan, but I can't see myself booing for him at yeah. celebration. And like, like Ahmad Best is going to go to celebration. Yeah. You know? That's cool. I mean, and it's really awesome. After everything that he shared and everything, it's so amazing. Yeah. But you know... That he's probably like, oh, I hope nobody's gonna boo. No one's gonna boo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, uh, I looking for a lot of Star Warsy stuff this summer. It's gonna be a good time coming up soon, uh, and you can uh, follow along right here on the Star Wars Report as we cover all of it uh, with our trademark with our trademark wit and. Uh, no, it's, I'm kidding. Has, yeah, what is that? Who has trademarked wit? Uh, How do you trademark a wit? Mm, well, no. it started out as nitwit, but we're just calling it wit <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> trademark nitwits. Uh, all right, let's talk about it. We left off um, the show last week. And, and Teresa, uh, have you actually, if you stick around if you want to, uh, if you're pull, free. Pull but your we're going to a little closer. I don't know. Have you read the new Vader stuff? I'm getting into what, the comics. It's happening. What what Vader stuff? So it's Fortress the the Vader. Uh, Fortress Vader is volume four of the current Vader series. Have you why, read? It? Why would I read comics? <laughs> oh my gosh! Can I? She's trolling you, she, Broski. I am being tro- trolled. Uh, well, uh, I am actually going to hit the spoiler, but uh, but Teresa, do you need to no, get no, out? No, no. So no. Okay. So hang on, really okay. quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Bookworms only covers comics when we get to them yeah yeah so i'm not current on anything comic related but i don't really care if you spoil it for me so go ahead okay so you can be the guinea pig uh as we as we spoil we can get your raw reaction to what i consider the best and i'm about halfway through uh all of the current marvel comics (laughs) I'm, i'm voraciously getting through all of these things um i'm almost as excited about star wars comics as i am galaxy's edge almost uh, yeah. But we'll uh, we'll get into that. We're going to continue the discussion from last week on the other side of this spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Gotta have a pancake, something, 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 something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, super fast recap. Um, we're chronicling the building of uh, Darth Vader's fortress on Mustafar. Uh, when last we left off, he encountered. I can do that in Lego. Oh, I know, right? Um, we left off where Vader had encountered this ancient Sith spirit that had uh, placed his essence in this ancient Sith. Uh, artifact this mask that would possess anyone who would put it on and he was like a brilliant architect like his specialty of the dark side was building temples uh, that would worship the the worst parts of the force however uh, vader sees this temple this fortress 
as a gateway to the dark side, because indeed that's what Mustafar sort of is as a planet. It's a planet rich in the dark side. And so uh, we get to the fortress. It goes through its multiple iterations. Vader confronts Momen after the completion of the final version, because Momen wants to cross into the portal. That's, that's what the fortress is, the portal uh, to the dark side himself so that he can have the power, but Vader's like, no, no, no. Or should I say, no. <clears throat> anyway, um, that joke's overplayed. I need to stop. But uh, And they duel to the death. Vader defeats Momen and thus crosses the threshold into this portal to the netherworld of the Force, a dark side, upside down, if you will, universe version of the Force, uh, as he then walks through in a vision of what might have been and what might be in the future. How was that? How's that for a recap of the comic? Did I do all right, well, Teresa? That's like pretty I'm, good. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. That's not good. Are you intrigued? Have I amped the storytelling? Maybe? Kind of? Probably not. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> she's like, she's very, you're very hard to impress. Well, very hard to please. And, and to be fair, we're right at the climax point of the story. I mean, Anakin, in his spirit form, one of the cool things that Riley hasn't touched on is that the artistry of this issue, they show him as a burnt, like a chaotic being in the forest, but where his limbs are missing, he's got pure white force energy. So it's a, it's a really crazy way they're showing him as he's going through. And we're right at the part where he's confronting all the Jedi that have died, not just by his hand but through order 66 and this is also what leads to a lot of this vision being just purely false because yoda shows up as do other jedi that are alive at this time yeah it's it is it's, so, so it's a vision of the thing that he destroyed the jedi order it's not necessarily a literal translation of the jedi who are dead but it's a sort of witness this in this in this it's kind of like very much trees like the rebels episode where um, mm. where he kind of crosses into another world through the Force, um, but I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I'll, but I'll take it. I'm I mean, interested. It's it's definitely better than a lot of Star Wars comics. I think it's like oh, some of the best uh, done. But yeah, so we get to this confrontation, and we get to this point where he's sort of at the he defeats the Jedi in the 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 Jedi Order in the Vision, and in this series of panels, he slaughters the last few Jedi. Of course, the, all the, one, the ones who are already... And, and the words literally on the panels are, let the past die. Again, referencing the future, which I thought was kind of interesting. Kill it if you have to. And it shows, like, uh, Anakin in the, uh, in the vision is sort of like a, a ether, an ethereal, sort of Vincent Van Gogh stylized version of his charred corpse. It's like a ghostly version of what Anakin is now because of what happened to Vader. Um, that's what happens when you cook a s'more and you get too close to the fire exactly kind of looks like that <laughs> not to be mm -hmm. honest uh, and then the following panel is the um it, it's just the phrase i am your father and on either side of the text is both obi-wan and then chancellor palpatine again kind of alluding and you see he witnesses sort of in this dreamlike vision obi-wan confronting the chancellor and uh the chancellor defeating him and then the chancellor attacking Anakin and then Anakin defeats the Chancellor just in this like really light it's very ethereal force lightning everywhere and then we get to the meat of the um the 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 meat of the final finale of the of the comic and there standing at the edge of this platform hands leaning on a railing is the figure of Padme Amidala and you don't see her face. She's facing away, and it looks just like the railing in Attack of the Clones, where he's like, I don't like sand. Um, 
but it's right there. And he says, and then finally, what was the sort of charred ghostly form of Anakin appears as the Clone Wars version of him. And he says, I'm here. Take my hand. Come with me. I can save you. I can save us both. And again, you don't see her face. You see her facing away. She says, are you an angel? They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. And he's like, please, we have to go. He wants to take her back through the portal with him. Again, the idea of saving Padme and keeping her alive. And she says, why? I don't know you. Anakin Skywalker is dead. And that panel is a sort of basically zombie Padme. It's like Padme with the death black eyes and like the, uh, uh, the text turns red and ghostly. And then she, depending on how you look at it, leaps off or falls off the edge into the chasm and uh, uh, dies uh, right there in front of him. Again, right on the edge of what might have been. And again, the ghostly visage of Anakin mourns the loss of his loved one once again as he then walks back all the way across the the chasm back through the portal back to the fortress and crosses back into mustafar quick now, how do you spell chasm go uh chasm um c-h-a-s-m uh so the Bruce, I want to get your reaction first, because, again, you've read this most recently. Um, thoughts? I don't even really know where yeah. to start. I had to recap the whole thing because I didn't want to take it bit by bit because it flows so beautifully. Yeah, I, I'm not really so sure. I'm still trying to figure out the whole Padme scene because as she turns to Anakin, then you see what almost looks like force lightning coming down her forehead into her eyes and down and everything is red like her red this red radiance in her face when she says anakin skywalker is dead as if force lightning is coming through her and when yeah. she goes off the balcony that lightning is still going down through her eyes into her body but then she takes her hands and puts them around her throat as if she's choking herself and that's when she starts to look like a zombie as if it's I don't know, indicating to me that the the dark side of the force took her from Anakin. Hmm. No, it took and, him from her. Okay. Took him to from both. her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that, that's kind of how I saw it was because you know, she rejects him because she realizes that that's not Anakin. That, you know, when she was there on Mustafar with him, even at that moment, she realized, oh my God, this isn't him. Holy, holy crap. Palpatine has twisted you. What in the hell are you saying? <gasps> oh my God, you're joking. You know, I mean, the fact that you're patting me in that moment, you're being choked out by the person that's supposed to love you and protect you above all others. He's not him anymore. And as you're dying, you're realizing that. Like, I mean, that's... Uh, to me, that I think is the rejection you see there. She's like, I can't be with you because you're gone, man. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very dark, b brooding, almost Lord of the Rings-esque um, version of the story. But I think the reason I liked it so much is how closely it ties to the tragedy of the Clone Wars and then Revenge of the Sith. Like, it it's, it beautifully ties to... And, and, I, and I think puts a, almost... Um, a better perspective on the tragedy of Padme's death and Anakin and Invader's choices than even the movies do. It really does a good job of embellishing and giving better perspective on why Anakin uh, chose what he chose and what those consequences really meant 
Uh, and that, and and it, again, it gives a better perspective on Vader. Yeah, it cements the monster of Vader because at this point, Vader is completely done with Anakin Skywalker. He too sees Anakin as dead, and in the end of it, he stabs the the Force altar that allowed the Nexus to be you know targeted in the first place and amplified. So now there's no way for them to reuse yeah. the Nexus to get into the Netherworld. So I mean, he's done. I mean, the whole purpose for him was to see Padme to be rejected like that and be told that Anakin doesn't exist. He's like, well, then what's the point? I am completely Vader, and he comes out of there just dark as hell. Yeah, no, it's um. In fact, I'm going to actually touch on the very last little epilogue here. It's him uh, f- uh, talking to Sidious via hologram, and he's like, uh, Sidious is like, from the looks of it, your search for knowledge on Mustafar was challenging. That is good. Perhaps it means uh, you learned something of value. Believe me when I tell you the the you the galaxy is built on lies. Finding even one true thing, nothing is more difficult. And then he's like. Will you return? I have much for you to do. The Empire needs you. <laughs> no, <that's clears throat> uh, Invader's like, soon. See? And then he's like, good. Now tell me, Lord Vader, this truth you learned on Mustafar, was it what you sought? Was it what you needed? And uh, the last line, as he stands in front of the uh, fortress, is, yes. Yes, master. Um, and uh, thus concludes Fortress Vader. It's freaking great. Freaking great stuff. Um, I mean, it puts other Star Wars storytelling recently to shame. You know? Slow clap. Bravo. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah, unless you've read Queen's Shadow and then you don't have... No. Queen's Shadow? The, the, the Padme novel? It's mm-hmm. freaking fantastic. Riley, don't knock it till you try it. All right. Just go out and buy it. Dude, what do you what? Why? 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 <laughs> it's a pet. It's the Queen Shadow novel. I mean, <sighs> what does that even mean? Yeah, what does, what that, does mean? that mean? Explain yeah. yourself. Now right we're now. all curious. Uh, no, I this just... is why I didn't get a review copy because of you. <laughs> Riley's the one that doesn't care about the books. Not yeah, me. Well, I mean, first of all, it's like uh, uh, Star Wars books for the most part recently have kind of not been great. Um, What's the last Star Wars book you read? Oh, I've tried mo- almost every one. Studies. I yeah, mean, this like, is a brilliant move. There's, there hasn't been uh, like there has there been there've been a couple that have kept my interest a bit, but most of Bruce, them. Bruce, do you smell I've, that? I think I think Riley's in the hot seat. So, yeah, no. it stinks. <laughs> God, <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it just doesn't uh, pique my interest. I mean, uh, why is it really good? Like, why is it great? Why is it great? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! You said oh, it was great. Dear. You said it was great. You said it was like better than the. Oh Vader. my, I my dear, my dear little Riley. Are you all right? Did you just say my dear little Riley? <laughs> my dear little Riley. Jeez. All right. Well, actually, let me let me back that up. My dear little Riles, let me tell you about a story. Please do. <laughs> I'm all no, ears. No. So okay. So the reason I think it's really really awesome is because. It really gets into all of the nitty gritty parts of how Padme exists and her handmaidens, which there's stuff in there that I had never thought about even thinking about. Mm -hmm. And then when they mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. You know, it was one of those that kind of had me all the time. And you really get to understand 
kind of why Padme cares about certain things so much and how she gets to where she gets to. Uh, you get to meet her family, which was like really incredible because I didn't know she had one. Yeah, because uh, there's the deleted scenes in Attack of the Clones, I guess. Yeah, um, but there's there's just so much to it that I feel like it's one of those books. I keep saying this, but mm-hmm. it's one of those books you didn't know you needed until you read it. You well, know, I'm, I'm definitely like, on the first half of that sentence. I didn't know I needed it. No, and I mean we. I've wanted a book that delved more into that, but I didn't know how much I needed it until I read it, and then I was like, oh wow, now I really want to know more about that section mm-hmm. of time. You know. Sure. Uh, it's it's really interesting. And then and I read it in you know in print. And then the Cat Tabor version on the audiobook is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting hearing oh, her great. do the different voices of the the handmaidens, and then switching from the Padme voice to the Amidala voice. You know, nice. oh. and stuff like that. Because they make a very clear distinction between what is Padme and then what is Amidala. Yeah. Those are two different personalities. We are brave, your highness. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for for a prequel person, like you are, mm-hmm. you right? would actually probably enjoy it, honestly. I I guess, I mean, I'll, I could give it a try. I guess my, my initial thing is it's like, and the reason I love the Vader comic so much is that it, like, shines uh, new light on the core mythology of Star Wars and its central character and the central tragedy that is the crux of the entire prequel saga and then I figured the Queen Shadow when they talked about it at New York Comic Con and stuff seemed like it like is new details about the handmaidens that have very little screen time and so it's a lot easier for me to care about it is but it helps you understand how Padme functions so you get a lot about the handmaidens but you're also getting a lot about her and how she functions and how she processes through the, through things and who she really is as a person, not as just the queen or as the senator that you see her as in the movie. You yeah. get this whole, like that scene in, is it Revenge of the Sith where she says, this is how Liberty dies? You know, pause. Yeah, yeah. You, you really get to understand where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it really helps you understand where Leia gets everything, where of course she gets a lot of this from Bale, but he and Amidala or Padme are so similar that in a way she was almost raised by her mother through, you know, the surrogacy of these two other parents, you know, and it's, it's crazy cool because you start to pick up on some very Leia-esque things. Oh. And I don't know, I found it really interesting and it's not like it's a Star Wars book that's like packed with like pew 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 all the time. Yeah. You know, it's very much has a prequel vibe of you know, maybe maybe a little bit of a slower story, but like really really detailed. I don't know, I really liked it. It sounds like a really good book for Mark Herleman. <laughs> you know what though? It it is definitely I would say it's definitely YA. Um, yeah. It's definitely more geared towards girls. Yeah. But that doesn't mean, I really don't think that means that you guys wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, I have Audible credits. Maybe I should just get the Queen Shadow. Just Maybe listen that. to Kat Tabor read to you. I mean, I, like she's... I liked E.K. Johnston's last book, the Ahsoka one. And yeah. The yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and if you liked Ahsoka, you will like this more. 
Mm. Nice. Yeah. No, so just that's this high is a, praise. Mm-hmm. This is just a preview of Boba's Bounty, but that is my Boba's Bounty. I'm reading Queen's Shadow. I'm not done yet. Oh. But uh, everything Teresa's saying, yes, is this mm. really gives you that insight. There's nothing more I can say to that, but I'm not done. So it's in five parts, and I'm at the last part now. So I'm pretty much through the whole book until that last part. Oh, you're at such well, a good part. Well, and I'm a guy. We've gotten so this far. Go. Uh, let's roll quickly through, Bubba. It was a lot to me. As you wish. So I know that's your Boba's Bounty, uh, Mr. Bruce Gibson. Mark, uh, why don't you hit us real quick with yours? Man, I had a good week. I uh, went down to Target, or Target, as uh, mm-hmm. Savage Press would be called, yeah, huh? uh, and and picked up one uh, Emphy's Nest on her speeder bike for five bucks. Killer deal there. Nice. And managed to get the uh, Black Series 6-inch Chewy, and then came home, and my wife had got me from Ross this killer uh, two X-Wings flying away from the second Death Star, and one of them happens to be Wedge Gentilly's. At least I'm assuming it's Wedge, because there are five units in the back, but it is so glorious. It's a 3D print. i uh, got to just find space for it on my shelf now. I love it. Nice. Oh, nice. So some some collecting runs. Uh, Teresa, yeah. any Star Warsy stuff that you've been up to this week? I got to interview Cat Tabor. Oh, nice. Ooh. Where can you possibly listen to such an interview? It would be on Fangirls Going Rogue on the March episode, which is coming. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming uh, soon. Podcatcher podcast near, near you. Uh, Galaxy's Edge. Again, half open right now at. Um, no, uh, and then for me, my Boba's Valley this week is I just finished volume seven of the main Star Wars line. Uh, again, more comics, but you know, this has been me. Basically, my Star Wars fandom has been hyped for Galaxy's Edge and reading the comics. Uh, Star Wars volume seven, Ashes of Jetta. Mm. The, the main Star Wars line, as I've read through the volumes, has been very hit and miss, if I'm honest. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like Vader love, it's been really great, and we'd, we've been talking about why I love it so much. Uh, like, the first volume is amazing. The second volume, the showdown on Smuggler's Moon, is really good. But then, like, volume three, Rebel Jail, eh, not, not great. But then it picks back up with the last flight of the Harbinger as it, like, chronicles, like, the big three on an adventure trying to uh, uh, literally commandeer a Star Destroyer, and it's really fun. Uh, but so I've been reading through, and, I, and I've gotten as far. And this week, this last week, I read Ashes of Jetta, which chronicles Luke Skywalker oh, well uh, communing with and um, uh, I guess rendezvousing with the rebel cells that are the remnants of Sagarera's group on the now quite literally broken planet of Jetta. There are these different mm-hmm. outposts on the remains of the planet that's like split open because, of course, the 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 results of. Uh, Rogue One. So it's a really cool way that it ties really heavily into Rogue One, but also brings Luke Skywalker, you know, original trilogy era into it as well. So he goes on sort of a journey of self-discovery there as well. That's really... that. So I would, like, rate it up there, certainly not amongst the best, um, but uh, I've got two more volumes of the main Star Wars line, and then it's done. That's the Star Wars 2015 line, and I'll have finished and caught up with that. At which point, I only have, like, two or three one-offs... Like the Mace Windu, the Princess Leia, the Chewbacca, the Lando, and then the uh, the Doctor Aphra series, and then oh, good one. I and I think that I, I might be missing one or two, but I'm like I'm getting there to where I'll literally be caught up. I don't know what's happened. Oh, to me. Oh God! Then what will you do with I, no Star Wars fandom left? I know. I guess I'll have to read. I'll just have to suck it up and read Queen Shadow. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what else is another really good book? What's that? Lando's luck. 
Lando's junior Lando? novel. Oh, really? Okay. Pretty good. I'm actually really enjoying the Flight of the Falcon series. They're really good. Oh, nice. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. They're fun stories. That's well. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, so, guys, that's it. It's calling it. I'm calling it. It's time. Wait, no, but we, you, you've got a spoiler thing at the end. Uh, yeah, you do. So I'm going to hop off. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, Teresa, as I'm always. I'm going out with Teresa, actually. Star if Wars. You, if you want to catch me on social medias. Yes, yes. Ice Cold Penguin is where it's at. That's that's right. Ice Cold Penguin. Uh, appreciate it, Teresa. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll be talking Bye. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Teresa. Mark, you're out, too. Yeah, Chicago. I gotta go and pick up a wife. I hear you. I hear you. Thank you, sir. Cargo. Always appreciate it. Appreciate it, sir. We'll see ya. Uh, Bruce, get, well, they're dropping like fly, flies, Bruce. Um, uh, br- I, w- I would say we'd do it, but I literally have a hard out, Bruce. I-, I can't do the spoiler. We'll have to do that next week, because I'm going straight into recording this week's episode of Mouse and Castle Podcast, which is where uh, I encourage everyone... This only takes a minute. Everyone who's listening to the Star Wars Report right now, I want you to go listen to the Mouse and Castle Podcast if you don't want to hear people crap on Galaxy's Edge the whole episode. So that's where you want to go if you want to hear like some positive excitement about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Is This week's episode of Mouse and Castle... I'll talk to Aaron, and he won't crap on me. <laughs> How does that sound? Deal, Bruce? Deal. Um, all right. Uh, hey, follow us at Star Wars Report on social media, at, on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. You can email us, Star Wars Report at gmail.com. Bruce can be found at Admiral underscore Rex on the Twitter. Just Admiral Rex on Instagram. Find us at Star Wars Bits on Instagram. Follow us at Star Wars Bits. And, uh, hey, big thank you to everybody supporting us over at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where you can get this week's edition of Rogue Transmissions uh, featuring me and Bruce. What, what were we talking about, Rogue Transmissions? Because all the pre-show uh, crap, all the life, guests, I don't life, know. you know, Riley's relationship. Star Wars. happens a lot. Star Wars. That's the kind of stuff. Every week, it's our pre-show discussion. Uh, it's Lucy, it's Goosey, it's fun. Rogue Transmissions available at the $5 level for anybody who supports us at patreon.com slash star wars report and big thanks to everyone who helps make this show happen because of that i'm also at the riley guy across social media at the r-i-l-e-y the riley guy uh twitter snapchat instagram all those things follow me there as Teresa said instagram's my favorite so that's where you want to do it until next time may the force be with you and remember many Bothins, many Bothins, many Bothins died to bring you this podcast. That's what I call a perfect timing on. <laughs> it literally ran out. Bruce, yeah, sorry. You're going to say goodbye, aren't I, you? I, I got to say goodbye. You don't even want to know this wonderful thing I have to tell you. Wait, you do? Hang on. Don't don't intrigue me like that. What do you want to tell, what, what, tell uh, me? I guess I have to wait till next week. Oh Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Really? Did you just do that? Yes. Is it just... <clears throat> just it? messing with you. That, that happened a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it happened a lot. There's a...